This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford. I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt, and David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Uh, David, you had the opportunity last month to uh, take a group of people to Israel and to you know, tour the Holy Land, but you did a little bit more than just that. But uh, let me ask you this, David, was this the first time that you've been in Israel, or have you done this before? No, actually, my wife and I were in Israel together all the way back in uh, 19. 19- 86 in college days, we did a Holy Lands tour there. Okay. So it was when we started Spirit of Martyrdom all the way back in 2008. Some people asked me, when are you going to Israel? And I said, well, hopefully one of these days when the Lord allows, because, you know, I love Israel. When we come to Christ, I think you can't help. Those who bless Israel shall be blessed. And that's where the church started. And um, because of persecution, it's definitely coming back there in our eyes on that. So it was important. But I have to point out, Mark, there was a missing hole in Israel on our okay. trip. You weren't there. I had invited you, remember, well. and you couldn't make it. <laughs> and we were sad that you weren't there. But we appreciate you holding down the fort back here. And, and uh, we had a fantastic year. And I'm going to tell you all about it. <laughs> well, you know, next time, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lord, exactly. Lord willing. So you've had two different experiences with Israel, mm-hmm. and and they had to have been radically different. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the difference between going to Israel as a college student mm-hmm. and going to Israel in the context of SOM. How were these two trips uh, different? How is this last trip really unique yeah. from uh, other Israel trips? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's 35 years between, so we saw some definitely differences. There's a lot more been excavated of biblical archaeology, which is. So fascinating. The city of right. David, we got to see a new dig, Bethsaida, where Jesus was, Magdala. I mean, there's just a ton more that they're digging up of Jesus' time. And that's exciting to just see history come right. alive in that way. And that was the ancient stones. It's always rich to be back in the biblical lands. This is where it happened. And you get the context of the inspiration, what the lives were like. I mean, how Jesus had to hike a lot. I mean, it's a rough land. It's valleys, it's hills. They're going up and down just between Nazareth and Sephoris, which Sephoris is, was kind of the capital of Galilee at that, that time. So that's okay. where he would have worked a lot as a carpenter and a, a laborer, uh, a skilled craftsman. And and so that's four miles distance. I had to go way down the valley and up. And, and just the reality of the humanity of Christ comes alive. Yeah. And the other thing that's uh, really jumped out at me was how much stones are and, and rocks are in the Holy Lands. It's like, you know, yeah. you think, okay, if you're the creator of the universe and pick your chosen people kind of thing, where are you going to put them? And I don't think mine would go to my favorite children to want to start them out well to a stony, rocky landscape, you know, because, <laughs> you know, you're more like maybe yeah. a jungle, uh, you know, a garden. That's <laughs> like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it can be kind of barren there. So yeah. I, I, I can, yeah, I, I can see that. That's but, very interesting. But Mark, that really spoke to me, it, even mm. in the leadership aspect and spiritually, because I begin to think about how, you know, here are these, our, our spiritual fathers, many of the authors of scripture, that's where they lived, worked. That's what they breathed. That's what they saw every day. And the, I begin to think about how many allusions there are, metaphors in the scripture to rocks and stones. So I was so curious, and we talked a lot about it as a group. So I went mm-hmm. back to scripture. There's near, it's going towards 600 times, or near 550 
times that stone rocks uh, are used in scripture. So it's a major proportion of the metaphors in scripture. And, um, and some of the interesting discoveries I found of why the prophets use that, and uh, you know, even starting Genesis and obviously Christ and the apostles, is stones were a fortress of protection. So walls they'd build from their enemies. And again, you get mm-hmm. stones that have to be protection in this corrupt world of you know, protecting your families, your life, your livelihood, and your goods. They also, right. in the scriptures, not only protection, but then they're also used as judgment. The idea is that they would stone, to, you know, in the law, you would stone yeah. somebody for blasphemy in different laws. Right. And so stones also bring judgment. God right. wrote his Ten Commandments on stone. The idea of a yeah. eternal right. law and the law and the, and the holiness of God is eternal. It won't be changed. It's something that is, you know, that you're not going to get an eraser on kind of thing. It's not changing. He's eternal. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. And so you see, when we're in Israel, the only way you're going to produce these crops is you got to move the stones. And so there's a picture of sanctification. And that God even talks about even the transformation that God makes is he's going to take our stone heart because God wants that to be tender and that to actually be vulnerable. He Mm. takes our stone heart and gives us a heart of flesh. And so that's a picture that we want the stubbornness and actually a picture of the law. The law has to be removed. Uh, we have to fulfill the holiness of God in Christ to have the wisdom and the heart of Christ and the heart of the Father. And then ultimately we get in the New Testament and we see that Jesus is the cornerstone. The builders rejected, but he built God's church. And, and so that Jesus points out that what he was building was a new building, a new glorious right. people, a community of Messiah who love each other in the image and likeness of God. Jesus is the rock of all ages and rocks stand for a foundation. It's firm. It's secure. Right, it's right. security again. And Jesus is that rock. And out of that rock is formed the, the stone that comes and destroys all the empires before it in the vision of Daniel, a stone from heaven came down and destroyed the, an idol of all the kingdoms uh, of the Baal, earth. Yeah. Right. A statue. No, that yeah, I was trying to get a statue. statue. All right. And, and the stone comes from heaven. If you remember, do you remember that, that from Daniel, a stone is cut out from, from the heaven and it comes down and smashes the feet of the statue and all the whole statue smashed all the kingdoms before it was smashed and the wind blows them off. Hmm. So, so Christ is that personification of that stone that will be built up in a new rock and a new age uh, of coming. So that was just powerful to bring that alive in scripture to be, I, I'm, you know, so these random things, everything scripture is inspired and, and, and bring spiritual insight yeah, yeah. when we have the context and God gives us those tools we grow. I see with time, I'm, I'm going to have to take a break. It's, it gets away from us. Go and bring us into break. Yeah. Mark. So <laughs> yeah, when we get back from the break, I, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the people that you were with yeah. and, and some of the ways that God has spoken to you. So when we get back from this break, we'll continue on with uh, how the Lord was working through this trip to Israel. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. 
Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt, and David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Uh, David just got back from a trip to Israel, and uh, David was just explaining some of the rich imagery that he was able to see firsthand and how it related to how he understands scripture. David, every person I've ever talked to who has had the opportunity to go to the Holy Land, it opens up their eyes to things they never saw in scripture before, and really helps them to understand scripture better. And I know that's one of the reasons why you wanted to take some of the other guys who are part of your global leadership team to that trip with you, because you knew that if they were able to see some of these things firsthand, many of them never been to Israel before, it would really help to inform some of their theology and and some of their teaching as they're training up others. So talk to me a little bit about who went with you and how you guys were able to have some really rich time together. Yeah. Uh, there were 28 of us, and we all, of course, wanted to get the, the context of the life of Jesus. So we were in, of course, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, and the Sea of Galilee, and we were near the coastal plains, uh, Caesarea, Maritime, and I mean, all these really rich biblical cities in the Gospels and Acts. And so that was powerful. But it's interesting. There's 28 of us, and they're global directors, uh, strategic partners just sharp <laughs> believers in in the Lord. And, you know, our, our tour guide, who we're going to have interviewed later, I hope people really hold on because you and I have talked about that. I just want to advertise for right. future episodes. We're going to get some of those, you know, people on that trip on our at-risk radio, and we're going to hear their perspective too because we get so many rich insights to what God's doing in his heart. And I want to, I want you all to hear their part too. But our tour guide specifically told us that we were one of the best groups he's ever had. And he said that we were, ta- we were givers, not takers. He says many groups around the world come and they're takers. They're selfish. They're worried about their food. They're worried about walking too much, their comforts. But we constantly served each other. He saw we served anybody who was for us. We loved on the Muslims who were they're working. We loved on the Jews. They're there. We, but the highlight of the whole group was saying is connected with the persecuted church. We met one night with Christian background believers. Uh, one of them been martyred in uh, the Gaza Strip in the past, and they shared their story, and it was so powerful, Mark, and just hearing their passion for the Lord, um, the tests that they went through. We met the the widow, the wife, and the three children from the husband who was martyred, and they were just so full of joy and love. And all of them are still doing ministry today, facing persecution, risking their lives. And it was just powerful. Our, our tour guide talked about that we were the first group he's met that's ever met with the persecuted church and, and really had such a unique context. And, and we were able to bless them with some gifts and some resources. And so it was just a mutual encouragement. And you know what? So what I'm contrasting there is I learned a lot of lessons from the ancient stones. And the metaphor there, but what impacted me the most is the living stones, because that's what God says that we're built upon. He is the cornerstone and the apostles as the the foundation, and we're built upon that. And I think it's it's so key that we look at what God's doing in Israel, in the church, because the true stones are God's people. The true descendants of Abraham are through the lineage of blood of Jesus Christ. And so that includes Jews. It includes Gentiles. We all become, I mean, true spiritual Jews through Christ. And um, so I, I encourage the by Christ to pray for truly Israel, pray for the peace 
of Jerusalem because that peace will not come. It cannot come with re- all the religiosity there and the sects of, of religion of all sorts, including Christianity. The only peace that come right, was the right. Prince of Peace, a transformation of hearts and maturity of knowledge and walking in compassion and love as Christ does. And that's what we're encouraged that we see God doing. And God's putting a calling out in the Holy Lands and around the world today. And we're one of those ministries that's part of that. Yeah, a lot of people are surprised to hear that a place like Jerusalem is another place where there are persecuted believers. People a lot of times just assume that a place like Israel is just full of Christians, but that probably wasn't your experience. You probably experienced that there was a minority of Christians. Is that is that right? No, that there's less than 2% are identified Christians, but many of those are traditional Christians. Now, for instance, let me illustrate this, uh, Mark, a little bit. Yeah. The Jewish background believer we met on fire for the Lord, but he's alone. It's difficult. He's been threatened by the Orthodox Jews to be mm-hmm. killed, stop preaching the Messiah. But his most recent was by the Greek Orthodox in, in every oh, wow. denomination. But I'll just name who it was. But in every denomination, and the, he was preaching the gospel in a Greek Orthodox area. And the, some of the fundamental Greek Orthodox came up to him and said, if you continue to come in this neighborhood and and preach your your stuff, your evangelical stuff or whatever they're calling it, we're going to kill you. You know, and that's a major discouragement. Yeah, Obviously, he's okay. getting persecution on all sides and even, quote, unquote, so-called Christians. And so when I say two less than two percent, I'm talking about, you know, identified Christians. But many of them are cultural Christians. Right. They haven't been touched by the love and the Holy Spirit of a personal relationship. So they don't really understand the gospel. They're just another religion out there, the Babylonian religion that goes by the, the label Christianity. And we need to care for them. We need to love them. We need to invite them to really uh, a surrender an abundant life in Jesus Christ because they don't understand that. They, they carry the badge, the name, but they don't under, have the heart. Well, I appreciate all that, David. And it sounds like you had an amazing trip. I wish I could have gone. Are you planning another trip anytime soon? No, it's not on agenda right now. I mean, we try to do whatever God has for us. This was a special leadership tour, so it's not a regular thing we're planning. We'll do whatever God wants. If people are super interested in that, they can certainly let us know and we can pray about it. But right now, we're just asking people that if they go on their own tours, when they go to Israel, please pray and, as possible, meet with the persecuted church. Let them know you love them and build a relationship there to stir up and build up the witness of Christ in the Holy Lands. Well, yeah, and we'd always love to hear from you. Uh, We love to hear from our listeners, and that's one way you can support us. We are also supported if you uh, share this podcast with a friend or subscribe to it. So we just encourage you to hit that subscribe button. Look, we just want to encourage you in your walk. As you are trying to walk for in a way that honors Jesus, we want to encourage you. We want to invite you to become more involved with those who risk much for Jesus. So just a couple resources for you. If you subscribe to our newsletter, you'll get ongoing updates as far as what's happening in the church at risk. You can subscribe to our newsletter either at atriskradio.com or spiritofmartyrdom.com. And lastly, we are a crowdfunded ministry, and so we're supported as you become a monthly donor or as you buy a book in the bookstore, and you can find the books in exchange for a donation at spiritofmartyrdom.com. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.